0: You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hello and welcome back. Today, I had the amazing pleasure of interviewing Dr. Marisa Snyder. She's someone who I have really loved learning from, especially about hormones. And I read her book back when I was in chiropractic school, The Essential Oil Hormone Solution. And we talk all about that today. Today, we chat all about how essential oils can help support and improve our hormones and how we can kind of use them as like natural remedies for certain things, of course, while addressing the root cause reason. So a little bit about Dr. Marisa, for those of you who don't know her, she's a functional practitioner, women's hormone expert, and the author of eight different books. Her newest book though, is the essential oil menopause solution, which focuses on solution for women and perimenopause and menopause and the, and was a number one national bestseller. She obviously wrote the book that I was just telling you about, The Essential Oil Hormone Solution, which focuses on balancing women's hormones naturally. And then she has other best-selling books such as The Smart Mom's Guide to Essential Oils and The Dash Diet Cookbook. For the past 12 years, she's lectured at wellness centers, conferences, and corporations on hormone health, essential oils, nutrition, detoxification. And she's even been featured on The Dr. Oz, Oprah, Fox News Health, Mind Body Green, and many other publications. She has her own podcast, which I highly recommend you guys check out, called The Essential You Podcast. And I'm just so excited to be able to bring her on the show today and share with you guys an amazing conversation that I had all on hormone balancing. We talked a lot about essential oils to help support you post pill. We talked a lot about like essential oils in pregnancy, uh, essential oils in menopause, essential oils for detoxification. We talked about a lot of things that a lot of people struggle with that I work with and that a lot of you guys want to focus on and improve on. So hopefully we dive into pretty much all of it, I think. You guys, I put some questions in my Instagram and we pretty much covered every single one that was asked and even more. So I can't wait for you guys to listen to this conversation. If you don't already connect with her on Instagram or on her podcast, I highly recommend it. She's such a great wealth of knowledge. Her books are amazing and I cannot wait to hear what you guys think of our conversation. Enjoy. Dr. Marisa, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today. Like I was telling you offline, you were probably one of the first practitioners in the health space that I really was so like interested in learning from, and so it's so nice to be able to have you here on my podcast.
1: Mm, thank you so much for having me and so grateful to be a part of your journey
0: yeah it's 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 so crazy. I remember reading your book and listening to your podcast, and i just I've learned so much and I think one of the biggest things I've learned from you is how we can use essential oils as medicine and how we can use them for various things, but s- more specifically hormone health and so if you would just introduce yourself to everybody, tell us kind of your background and how you got to this space where you are now mm,
1: absolutely yes. So it all kind of started when I was in my 20s. I was a, you know, a definitely admittedly um, stressaholic and um, just blew through my 20s and really leveraged a lot of um, catecholamines, um, norepinephrine, um, cortisol, um, adrenaline to really get through that whole decade. And I don't know, I just thought I could get away with it. And uh, for a while I did. And I think a lot of us think for a while that we can until eventually your body just really begins to deplete you know, on a cellular level. And so I over time started getting tired in the afternoon and then it was in the evening um and then eventually it was in the morning and, and I remember not being able to function in the morning. I had such severe chronic fatigue and I just burned out so many of my mitochondria. And because of that, your your hormones, they deregulate too. You know, you can only you can only, you know, whip the horse so many times before and nothing's gonna happen. And so I had deregulated um, cortisol, estrogen, progesterone, probably insulin, and didn't even know it um, to the point where I just couldn't function. And um, and I remember going to doctors and there not really being any answers. That that's the thing about, you know, a lack of energy or pain is those those symptoms are subjective. And so often in the modern medical world, we don't really believe women when they're dealing with those types of subjective symptoms. And so I remember I was recommended um, birth control, uh, and Xanax to address my chronic fatigue issue. This was way back in 2000 and eight, 2008, 2009. Um, and th- I knew, you know, you just have this deep knowing, you're just like, this isn't going to do it. I absolutely know these are not solutions. These are like shut up pills because th- they can't figure out what's wrong with me. And obviously, Uh, maybe there's nothing wrong with me as far as they were concerned. And so um, I had had a history in biochemistry. I was a researcher more than anything else. And still to this day, that's very much where I shine is in research. And so I wanted to figure out, like, how do I I reverse this? I mean, I was barely 30. And I was thinking, I have a lot more years to go. And I definitely don't want to be operating at this capacity. And so that's when I really discovered that it was my endocrine system that had De- deregulated and it was on a cellular level my energy was depleted and i just wanted to regain a lot of that and so it was a lot of unlearning and relearning it took me a couple years to really get my body back on track and and then my commitment in that moment was that i just knew so many other women were dealing with a lot of what I was dealing with and getting the runaround like i was getting and so i had since since basically 09 i've been committed to really opening the door for not only women understanding what's going on with their bodies taking ownership of that but then also really giving them the tools to step into their greatest health so they can go and really become the the, the person that they want to become in the world
0: absolutely absolutely and i think a lot of people can relate to that i know that is is like high achieving women, we just we burn the candle at both ends. And, you know, it works for some time. And then eventually, that candle burns out at some point. And, you know, we all feel it at different stages. Um, But during that journey of kind of rebalancing your body, regaining, like more natural energy, really taking time to heal, what are some of the biggest, I guess, uh, modalities Mm -hmm. or things that helped you the most along the way?
1: You know, it's so funny. As I'm recording this, I have COVID.
0: <laughs> oh, you have it now. <laughs> I thought that you oh, yeah. had it last week. I can't no, remember. I I, remember. Um,
1: it's a lungs. We, we had my whole family, we had this nasty flu, and my husband um, had COVID. I had the flu, and I gave it to everybody, but I never tested positive. And then um, as my husband's recovering, my baby gets it, gets COVID and then Kingston gives it to me. So I was testing negative. I still felt horrible because I had this flu. But then I tested positive last weekend, this weekend. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh. so because I wasn't getting better. My husband's like, you know what? Like I kept testing negative and I was like, I'm good. Like it's just whatever is lingering. You know, we co-sleep with our one-year-old. He's been sick. So I've been up all night for weeks and um he's got this lingering cough i was telling you about we had to go to the doctor today and then i test positive on sunday cuz my mama was going to come over and i knew i was like you know what let me just let's just make sure before my mom comes over and um and i tested positive my husband's giving me this look like see and I'm just like <laughs> really like anyway so i'm i'm not even going to test until tomorrow because it's not been a long, it's not been long enough, and um, anyway, it's just been this big runaround. But I do think I do find it funny because I am, um, I I am a, you know I would say a recovering stressaholic, a, stress-aholic, a recovering overachieveraholic, um, because I've been. I think another reason why I haven't been getting better is not only am I staying up for my son, but also I've been trying to get some kind of work done. Mm-hmm. um, get the, at least have the podcast continue to run. And, um, and so just, just juggling my calendar based on what's the bare necessity versus not, and just not really giving myself that opportunity. So I am going to share some modalities and things that I like know better on and things that, you know, that I have been relatively consistent about, even when I've been sick, I would say the big, big thing, you know, as I'm recovering here, um, is rest, I think we, we underestimate the power of rest. Uh, that's what I believe to be true. I know I have constantly and continuously underestimated because I always think I have a little bit more in the tank than I do. And then it comes to hit me <laughs> on the other side. So I would say one of the biggest modalities, I know that your audience knows that, but like if, if you have an inkling, like you tune into your body and your body gives you any kind of indicator that you needed to like take it down a notch. Do that, please do that, especially right now, <laughs> because yeah. we are just so susceptible to stuff at the moment. And um, and so that would be one of my biggest my biggest walkaways.
0: <laughs> I would totally totally agree. I mean, we don't. We always we feel like we have to justify rest.
1: Mm-hmm. I always know. Do.
0: I always feel yeah. Like I, do. I know. I feel. I, I feel it all the time too. I'm like, should I be doing something else? And I, and then I say no. This is this is exactly what I need to be doing. I need to be doing rest. You know. Yes. Um so, okay. So, how did you kind of transitioning yeah. into transitioning gears maybe a little bit. I'm sure these are things that you've probably mm-hmm. used as your family's been sick a little bit this month, but one of the biggest things that how I could, you know, connected with you years ago and uh, learning so much from you was your wealth of knowledge on essential oils and I know that you said that biochemistry is your thing mm-hmm. and these using the chemical compounds in these oils you know to be healing was was so interesting to me especially in the topic of hormones and so how did you how did you get into essential oils and how and then we can kind of talk into ways on how people can use them especially for hormone health
1: absolutely well I was looking at the time when I was kind of recovering from the chronic fatigue I was looking for a quick win I think we're all looking for, but a quick win that's legit, not, you know, Mm -hmm. not, not the, and not to say the medicine isn't, doesn't have a place. It absolutely does. Um, But I think so often we're buying into these other quick wins that are not necessarily good for us or sustainable. And so I was looking for something more sustainable and I was looking for an energy win. I think a lot of us are looking for energy wins all the time. And I had, that's when a dear friend of mine had pointed me to citrus essential oils. And she's like, these are like energizer bunnies. And I was like, give me all of them. Give me all the things that, that act as an energizer bunny. And sure enough, she was right. Like I've used, and I've used oils for energy uh, for almost a decade now um, and consistently using them. And they just, they will just up level. Not only do you breathe better with them. And I think breath is a powerful way to supercharge your energy in your mitochondria. Um, so not they 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 kind of accidentally help you do that better because you just want to breathe them and they smell so good. But we also know that the chemistry of of citrus oils in particular limonene um, have incredible benefits on the brain and just fires it up. Um, and so that was kind of my my segue into essential oils. I was so fascinated. I was like, oh my gosh, I could literally go from from zero from zombie to superwoman in a matter of seconds, like I'm really fascinated as to what these oils can do. And so that's what really got me involved is how can we create these wins um, by simply leveraging aromatherapy. And we've been using a lot of the oils um, during this this time where we've been not feeling super great for boosting the immune system and opening up airways um, for reducing fevers. So, it, you know, there's a lot of different ways to, to leverage them. Um, but I think it's particularly around hormones is really just using them to up level how you're feeling. Like if you need to rest, there's oils for rest like lavender, cedarwood, jasmine, vetiver, you know, there's lots of great, great oils for bergamot, um, oils for energizing, oils for mood support, oils for self-care um you can really just kind of pick what you're needing based on what you're going through at the time which is so incredible um and they they have little to no side effects and a lot of side benefits
0: yeah absolutely i love using essential oils. And it's fun because once you kind of know the little benefits of each, you can kind of tailor it to what you need. Like if you need energy, you can use something like peppermint or mm-hmm. orange, you know, something uplifting. And if you need something to calm you down, I always go into lavender. Like right now I'm doing a podcast with you and then I've got another one. So I've got the balance. I've got like a grounding blend in just to really help keep me focused and centered. And that's just, that's one of my favorite ones, but, um, specifically for hormones, what are, so we talked about kind of like stress hormones, cortisol being like lavender and those, those type oils. What are some that might be beneficial and maybe at certain points in our cycle?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so it, you know, and it's all about kind of breaking down the cycle into those four phases. Right. And so, Um, I would recommend, let's say it is, you know, you're moving into, you know, post ovulation. Let's just start there because I feel like that's where, that's where we often are, we focus on our cycle is usually, Mm -hmm. you know, in the luteal phase where things start to wind down a little bit. And so I, I think mood support oils balance that's a doTERRA blend, um, motivate another doTERRA blend, but like maybe a combo of lavender and bergamot to really help support mood, to help support what's going on. Um, oils like clary sage um, and jasmine and Lavender and frankincense are great for reducing prostaglandins, you know, that could induce cramping and bloating and discomfort, you know, the week prior to your period around like day 21 to day 26 or day 27. So thinking about using oils like that um, and then energizer oils, mood bal- balancing oils, um, oils like citruses, um, oils like peppermint, oils like frankincense and And um, other, not only wood oils like sandalwood, but also florals. Jasmine's a definite, I'm a major favorite of jasmine. Jasmine, (laughs) rose, um, magnolia. These are all great, great, great oils to get your hands on. Even Roman chamomile. Um, These are all great for helping to just manage a little bit if you find yourself just more moody, you know, you're working through some stuff there. Those oils can really help shift that, um, during that, that luteal phase, especially as you're getting closer to the first day of your cycle.
0: Yeah. I love those. And do you recommend, what do you like? Do you like applying them topically? Do you like diffusing maybe a mix of both?
1: Both. I'm a big fan of, of depending on what you're needing. Like I love oils like below like at the ovaries um three inches below the belly button to manage any type of um one making sure that there's a lot of vascularity going on like we're moving everything through. I, sometimes there can be a lot of stagnation. That's what drives Mm -hmm. that inflammation. um, when right at post ovulation, um, and when we need that see, we need to see that progesterone surge and we may not see that progesterone surge. And so I like to, I like to use oils like frankincense, yarrow, palm, lavender, uh, and clary sage to ensure that we're keeping, keeping everything moving. Um, not only the lymph moving, but also, um, that, that it's just things aren't, the vascularity isn't getting stagnant and we can see more, more of a, more comfort, um, less symptomology as we move into, um, the first day of your cycle. So that's topical and it's super safe to you definitely always dilute your oils, um, but super safe to use them consistently every day as you're moving into day one of your menstrual cycle. Love that. <clears throat> for oils, for oils in the um, follicular phase, this is kind of our phase where we're feeling, filling ourselves. We're feeling good. We're feeling really great, especially as we head into ovulation. Definitely tend and befriend is kind of where we're at. In ovulation, we're more like more connected. Um, this is where we're more um, energized. We've got, these I mean, this is where the harder workouts are coming in. This is where we're going out on dates or we are doing the big projects. We're out and about, we're hanging out with our girlfriends. Um, we definitely feel a lot more sensual as we're getting closer to ovulation. And so oils just elevate that, you know, oils like cinnamon and wild orange, um, other oils that I absolutely, vetiver is a favorite of mine. And during this phase um, any mints as well, like just really up leveling the energy. I think, you know, just taking capitalizing on all that estrogen is just such a great, this is also a great time, like I said, the workouts. So oils like wintergreen and spearmint peppermint for muscles if you're working out hard, um, you know, anything that you can just really activate. Lang a is a great, great floral for this time of the month as well. And so, yeah, you can you, 100% use oils to up level this particular season of your cycle when you're already feeling good. Why don't it just ramp up the more feel good. Um, although I know we always often focus on when, like what do we do when we're not feeling super great? Um, but I also think that ramping up the feel good is always a win.
0: Absolutely. Are there any oils that can help support, uh, like boosting progesterone, like around the time of ovulation, maybe using that on your ovaries around ovulation?
1: The only oils that I know that we know for sure, um, is going to be clary sage and vitex. Um, and so, and vitex is a little bit more challenging to come by. Um, but those would be the two that would ramp up. The other thing to be thinking about, like we have to think, you know, we clearly, when ovulation happens and um, the robustness of of that ovulation, making sure that we have enough of that corpus luteum to actually turn into progesterone, there's a lot of other things that we could be thinking about as well in terms of supplementation, um, reducing stress levels, making sure that we're well nourished. Um, but in terms of oils, those would be the two big players that I can think of um, for helping to um, boost the that that the ovulation and ensuring that we have enough progesterone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think maybe using some of the de stressing ones in conjunction that can also also be nurturing. That's one thing that I see a lot of women struggle with is they just really struggle to to either ovulate or produce enough progesterone. And so I think obviously like we said that we don't want it to be a band-aid, but be making sure that maybe they can use certain things to help support them during that time you know, could be really beneficial.
1: Yeah. I mean, I always think when, I, when I'm when i looking at really, and I know you speak into this too, I'm sure all the time, is like, how do we create a more robust ovulatory cycle? You know, it's it's gut health. It's loving our liver. I always think those are the two big foundations for me is how do we love the gut and protect the liver? Um, because these are such major players for our menstrual cycle. But then the other piece is going to be absolutely how do we manage the stress response system? Um, you know, to ensure that. We're we're not overtaxing our body and our, and our menstrual cycle doesn't take take a hit because of it. Um, so those are the big, big areas that I would absolutely focus on. Oils really to helping to aid in that. And you can use oils to aid in liver and gut support as well. Oils like ginger and fennel and peppermint for gut support. And then oils like geranium and rosemary and grapefruit. Um, also ginger and frankincense to help support the liver. Those are great. So just what can we do on an overall whole on, a, on an integrative level to just make sure that the gut and the liver are working properly, we're managing the stress response system, and then, and then managing that with also really great nutrition that's feeding the gut and liver as well. And then really great nutrition that's going to help to replenish our, um, our, our hormone stores um, so that everything's working better there. So I think it's always going to be an integrative approach. I know that the oils is kind of like a, a little bit of a specialty here, but I mm-hmm. don't want to lose sight on those I, what I call the fundamentals
0: absolutely no and i totally agree because i think using oils as more of like a natural alternative is great but we we don't want them to become a bandaid for you know what's going on because although you know peppermint is probably one of my favorite holistic Headache hacks, mm-hmm. I still want to understand why someone's getting a headache or why I'm getting a headache. Like, I don't want to just be like, oh, let me just apply my peppermint and just go on about my day and not understand why this is happening. You know, if you're not ovulating or if your liver is not good, you can't just apply geranium and think, you know, everything's fine. But I will say, geranium, especially for liver health, that one's a powerful one. And especially,
1: and also for menstrual health, geranium is one of those oils. It's like the poor man's rose. She's so great at managing vascularity which the liver is really loving. Um, so yeah, geranium is one of those powerful oils kind of for, I would say it's it's. she's a phenomenal queen in the realm for women um, is geranium. But yeah, like, yes, can, can clary, sage, and peppermint and some lavender knock out menstrual cramps for most women? Absolutely. But I want to know what's the driver? Is it insulin resistance that we're dealing with? Is a, it a sluggish liver that we're dealing with? Is it that we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not clearing enough estrogen. Like what, what's the, what's the why behind why you're dealing with such, you know, yucky, um, period pain and menstrual cramps, like what's going on there? Um, I do love the oils as an option instead of Motrin 100%. Your liver does too.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Your liver's like, thank you. Um, but at the end of the day, I, yeah, my, my, always, my concern is like, what's the driver of this? Like, what's the bigger driver? And usually for me, you know, when I've worked with a lot of women, it's a, me- it's usually metabolically driven, it's a blood sugar issue, it's a stress issue, it's a gut issue, or it's a combination of all of those things.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I'd say I would second that. That is definitely probably the most common mm-hmm. of, of all of them. You know, it, like you said, a combination um, of all of them, which is, which is super important. So If we shift gears a little bit and we think about all of the women who are maybe in this perimenopausal state or they're starting to become menopausal, do you have any specific recommendations or even if there's some overlap on oils that they might want to lean into a little bit throughout this transition, especially with symptoms like hot flashes or moodiness, which obviously we talked about the moodiness one. Um, One, I think it's good to preface it with you know, being able to use diet and lifestyle to help mitigate a lot of those things? Because I think that that's definitely possible. I've seen a lot of great changes in the people that I work with just by implementing a lot of lifestyle and dietary things. But what are some of your favorite oils for that season of life?
1: Mm -hmm. Especially perimenopause, as you start to see a decline in progesterone, um, it seems like, you know, this can be as early as our late 30s. Um, That this can begin to happen, you know. I think it's important that we are we are really using oils to choose our mood. That's going to be a big one. Like whatever you're feeling like, you know, what you're needing to channel at that moment. Um hot flashes for sure. And what what a lot of us don't realize is hot flashes and night sweats is more of a perimenopause thing than it's a menopause thing. I think it's just because practitioners just didn't get the memo (laughs) of when menopause was. It was just a lot of, I think we just didn't understand what was going on with women's bodies. We weren't looking enough into that. And so usually a lot of the night sweats and, and hot flashes are happening as we are in that transitional period towards the end of perimenopause. And so Peppermint is such a big, big winner here. Peppermint is for opening up oxygen into the brain. Peppermint is great for energy. Peppermint is great for the headaches and any type of, you know, minor muscle, muscular discomfort that you're dealing with. Uh, peppermint is great for hot flashes. Peppermint is great for cravings, um, especially if you're on the sugar roller coaster. I love peppermint as a craving um, option to, to get rid of a craving. And so peppermint is definitely, she reigns strong here in this particular transition. Um, Next for brain fog, because a lot of women are experiencing brain fog in this transition. Um, A combination of like peppermint and and, and the citrus, frankincense, that's a great combo for helping basil also or rosemary, just a less of those because they're so, so strong. Those are going to help to really wake it up the brain. That's what I use, girl, when I was about to jump on this call because I was like, I need <laughs> all the brain capacity that I can get. I'm sleep deprived because the baby... And I'm sick, so I'm like, okay, I need I need to fire on all cylinders for this interview. So I used a, a a blend called Motivate. I call it the Get Stuff Done blend, and it just just wakes me up, especially right behind the ears at the in the mastoid area. Um, so brain fog, sleep is a major complaint as well. I think sleep is a major complaint for so many people. Um, one have great great sleep hygiene and being like non negotiable on that always give yourself wind down time. And I think one of the best ways that we can give ourselves wind down time is using oils, like have that diffuser by your bedside, have your little blend that you use to kind of wind down. And it can be different for everybody. For us, it's always, um, it's a combination of lavender, Roman chamomile, and cedarwood. That's that beautiful. We usually do one or two drops of each. Um, And it just really, just having that aroma triggers the brain that says, hey, it's time for bed. We're getting gearing up for that, and so that you give yourself that thirty minutes to kind of wind down, and then just let that diffuser run over you at night as well. It'll shut down the mental chatter. It'll really ease your brain and, and kind of be like the Pavlov's, you know, way of signaling the brain to like shut it down for bed. Um, and then the other thing that I see a lot for women um, is a lot of metabolic changes too, and so again, having your oils to support you for cravings, you know, having oils in the morning to give you that extra energy throughout the day. So you're not reaching for that fifth cup of coffee or that, Mm -hmm. that extra like chocolate bar. So using oils instead, so you're not throwing off your blood sugar. So you're maintaining good blood sugar throughout the day, I think will really, is really beneficial for women as we move through perimenopause.
0: I love that. I love that. As we kind of Wind down on today's interview, which again, I can't believe that you are you hopped on with a cold. I feel so bad. Um, but there are two different two separate questions that we didn't necessarily hit on that Mm -hmm. the audience had asked. Um, we pretty much nailed everything else. One is favorite oils to use post birth control. Yep. And then the other question is any tip, any oils, um, to help while breastfeeding.
1: Great, yes. So, so I'll start with the breastfeeding one really quickly. I just literally pumped right before this call. (laughs) Oh, perfect, perfect. Uh, It was yeah. I ran, pumped, and then and jumped on. Um, And so, in terms of breastfeeding, oils to avoid too. um, Any of the mints, even spearmint, peppermint in particular, um, rosemary, basil. These can all mess with your supply, and not for everybody not for all mamas but some mamas for sure the oil that's going to help bring supply back is going to be um fennel which is also a great digestive oil as well so fennel is amazing for helping to bring um and you can i usually recommend drinking it and you know we're so used to like fennel in foods and and um so i would just add like a little bit of fennel to um some almond milk or like a couple drops of fennel in like a a nut milk of some kind, if you're not drinking Mm -hmm. dairy, and then just just drink, I would say one or two drops a day is all you would need to help bring that supply back. And again, this this works for so many women, but I would use all the tricks that you can, but fennel is a great option there on top of all the other tools that you've got. And then post-birth control as your audience knows, is real. <laughs> I mm-hmm. was literally just texting with a dear friend of mine who just got off of um, the one of her. I'd forget which IUD she was on, um, but it it had hormones on, so she didn't even know that while she was wearing the IUD that her pill bleeds were real weren't real bleeds, and so mm. we're trying to get her cycle back right now, now that she's been off of um, the IUD after like 10 years of being on it. And so oils that I'm recommending for her, um, doTERRA makes a phenomenal blend called Clary Calm. And what I love about that blend, if you can get your hands on it, is it has the Vitex in it. It has the carrot seed oil. It's got bergamot in it. It's got lavender. It's got um, it's got the, 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 the chase berry in it as well. And so it is such a power player. And I, can, I, I recommend, especially post-birth control, using that every single day. Um, and it, I would use it either on the wrists, um, kind of like you would apply progesterone, natural progesterone, like on the wrists like um, or inner arm it, or right underneath the belly button or inner thighs, because oils are very absorbable. Um, and so those would the, be the areas that I would, I would put that oil on.
0: Awesome. I love that. And those are very tangible. You know, people can kind of listen to all of this, take how we can balance certain things in the cycle where your hormones are at, and then be able to take all the liver support, the stress support, and really kind of turn it into kind of their own protocol, which is really cool.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, those are just two great tools in the toolbox. Um, for the for just kind of helping to get your cycle back on track, helping to ensure that you're maintaining your milk supply um, along with – I know that you dive into whatever the along with is. I know this specifically wanted to focus on oil solutions. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would do.
0: Love it. Those phenomenal answers. And this whole interview, I was taking notes like the whole time because it was just so information-packed and so – I just wanted to say thank you again, and can you tell everybody where they can find you and where they can get their, hand, your, their hands on your amazing books? Because you also provide a ton of really, really great blends within the books.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're looking for hormone blends specifically for symptoms, um, the books are on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. The essential oils... Essential, I think for for your for all of you amazing ladies who are probably um on the younger side is what I'm guessing not maybe not in her 40s and 50s, um the essential oils um hormone solution is definitely the go-to book, um and then um any women in their 40s 50s and beyond the essential oils menopause solution all of them are available, um on um, Amazon like I said are vulnerable and then where I'd love for you to come and check me out. Um, is the Essentially You podcast. And so that's where we, just similar to You, My Dear, we dive into a lot of, um, of, of hormone concerns and issues from estrogen dominance to insulin resistance and PCOS, endometriosis, everything in between. I really want it to be a place and a resource where women feel like they can get what they need depending on what they've got going on um, with when it comes to their health
0: awesome and I will provide links for all of those within the show notes. Dr. Marisa, Mm. thank you so much. I'm so happy to connect with you and you're just such a wealth of knowledge.
1: Mm, Thanks for having me. Of course.